Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Same right in the guest pod. <laughs> same pain, same time. Every single time, but we can add more work. That uh, live, that live little button at the top means that we're going live. We don't have any viewers yet, but we will. I, I, I'm pretty sure we will. So let's let's start it off right. This is I episode so. 39, <laughs> season two of Into the Lab. I'm your host with the most, Ernest Silva. At the Sport Gene is where you can find me. At Into the Lab Pod is where you find us on all social platforms. We're excited to be talking some basketball and some baseball. You might have some unfamiliar faces on here, but we're going to get you acquainted. <laughs> we also have the sweetest voice of ITO in the darkness for today. So we're going to hear what, what that what that's like in just a minute. Of course, this is brought to you by our sponsors, Blue Collar Media Group. As you can see on my left up here, that is right. My left, your right. Blue Collar Media, www.bluecollarmg.com. Keep a lookout for that new website. We are excited about that. Uh-oh, the light has come back in that room. Announcer, why don't you start us off right? And now, tonight's starting lineup. If you heard the announcer's voice, you are going crazy. Go get your ears checked and go get your mind checked because there was no voice. That's only for our podcast listeners. That is right. Let us get it started right. Our guest podcast coming from Saskatchewan. He's smiling over there at Shooters underscore pod. Kenny Cutterell. I'm not just the uh, guest pod. I'm the ITL Pick'em champion. I'm the ITL Dynasty League champion. Okay, I mean, okay. if you're going to so, do an intro, then go. you might as well get it right. Uh, they are here to see me as well as... He, he, went, he went silent. He went <laughs> yeah, silent. that was me. Oh, you muted, muted him. him. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had our first mute of the night. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> I, go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. Why don't you finish that off? Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I already introduced her once, and, and of course, I made up the whole thing. I never even put your name on there. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate you again. The sweetest voice on ITL. Got that camera working now. That's right. At Sweet Peach 4 underscore Ashley Garcia. Hi, Ernest. So glad to be back. I do apologize. I was uh, finishing up dinner, but I am so glad to be back talking some hoops with y'all boys whoop whoop ashley in the house thanks ash for joining us and of course can't wait to hear what kind of specials and sponsors we have for tonight uh you voted him you know his name that is right steve the general reisner at reisner underscore steven is in the house welcome back steve uh what's going on fellas <clears throat> nothing much you ready to talk some hoops yeah 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 i'm here all right, hopefully you have that parlay pick ready. All right, and of course, you may not recognize him on the screen, but trust me, he is a man you are going to want to meet. That is right. That is our very own Coach Peanut, the man from the Gamer Squad himself, one of BCMG's newest. How you doing, Coach Peanut? All right, how are you all doing? 
Doing great. Of course, you can catch Coach Peanut's content on www.twitch.tv forward slash Coach Peanut. But we're going to talk a little bit more about him as we meet him in round one. If you're not familiar with our show, we are definitely going to go into some sports. We're going to start off with some streaming, but talk mostly about NBA and MLB today. Um, and then keep, keep a listen for all the latest giveaways that are going to be coming towards you next week. NBA Draft Lottery. Uh, you already know who's going to be getting that number one pick. We already know what this show is leaning towards. So let's go Wait, ahead and get right into draft? The, the draft lottery. Draft lottery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into it. Let's hear the bell and let's start round one. Round one. League news and updates. <clears throat> All right. That's the bell. And if you heard the bell again, I should I suggest to really reach out to somebody because you really can't hear anything live. But you can hear it if you're listening on your podcast. So don't. Don't call your doctor just quite yet. We are going to some fun-filled segment. Round one is news around the league, and we start with our BCMG stream team, the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Peanut, here joining the ITL Sports Scientists. Uh, excited to have you on for the first time, and I know you're a little nervous. So we're going to start off easy with these questions before we get into the heartfelt ones. But, Coach Peanut, talk to everybody. How did you come up with your name, and who are you? Go ahead and talk to us about who you are. All right. Um... Yeah, I, I, I'm from Ohio, and I just recently got with this group, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I do stream on Twitch, and I, I guess I'll start with the name. Um, I've had my nickname Coach forever. I coached softball for a long time. I played basketball in school, and I actually had to coach the team. It was intramural basketball. So everybody called me Coach. And then when I was born, I was born very premature, and they threw me in a shoebox and took me to the hospital and they said I was small as a peanut. So when I was trying to find a streamer's name, I just mixed both of my nicknames together, coach peanut. So wasn't anything fancy. That's just how I did it. Um, I love that. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's so authentic. It's, yeah. it's rich and authentic. And, and um, so let's say I'm the, I'm, I'm on it. I'm a lapster and I like sports and that's really all mm -hmm. I, I care about. But this streamer thing got me interested. What do you stream and how does it work? Well, I, I started getting into streaming playing Fortnite, and I just played with my nephew every night. And so we always had a lot of fun joking around. So he talked me into doing Twitch, which I had no idea what it was. So I just get on there. People get on there and chat. I've met some very nice people um, over the about two years that I've been doing it now. So I play Fortnite, Rocket League, uh, The Walking Dead, uh, we was doing karaoke every Saturday night, but Twitch took that away for legal reasons. Karaoke? Uh, yeah, it was like called Twitch Sings, where you get on there, and the audience could pick any song they wanted, and I had to sing it regardless of what it was. So <laughs> it was very interesting. <laughs> uh, so I could do karaoke on Twitch. We could make some serious so money here. I mean, you can. Not that anybody wants to hear it, but you can. You know. And, oh, no. Right? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure people want to hear it. Were there any popular requests? Everybody always wanted to do like Barbie Girl or like Madonna or you know Miley Cyrus or something crazy oh, like that. You oh, know? oh no, yeah. See, I just I do karaoke of what I want to do karaoke. That, that was what was fun about it though. I just let them pick whatever <clears throat> song it was, and and they have this rating at the end of the song. And if I didn't get a perfect score, I had to eat one of those bamboozled beans. The challenge where you don't uh, know what they are. So yeah, that was pretty nasty. Um, uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun though i mean it was just it was doing a lot of, and then we also did um on sunday nights we had a sports talk show that we were doing for a while 
Um, so it, it was a lot of fun. Okay, so talk a little bit about the sports talk show. That's a good little segue there. So mm-hmm. you had a sports talk show. What were you talking about on your show? Uh, we kind of just covered the previous week, what all happened, or happened, and then like just kind of you know talked about what was getting ready to come up. Um, it was right around the time of the Super Bowl, so we had a couple Super Bowl trivia shows, and you know just it was just mostly current events is basically what it was. No, oh, I love that. I love that. So. I do have a clip on uh, just a small clip that you had the other oh, day. No. I, think you were, I think you were playing Fortnite. It's nothing crazy. I'm not going to okay. have sound with it. Um, but but so you do play Fortnite. That's one of your games, right? That's the main thing I like to play. Yeah. Okay. So so why Fortnite of all the games? I know you could be a Call of Duty streamer, <sighs> Legends, Valorant. Right. Why why Fortnite? I, I just I really enjoy it, and I know it. People say it's a kids game, whatever. But I just I, I really enjoy playing it, and I have a lot of fun. Um, meeting all the people and we have a good group that we play with like almost every like the clip you're seeing there that's mostly the players that we play with every night so i mean it's i've never met the people but you know it's just like almost like we know each other you know what i mean it's like we're we we talk every day we have a little chat thing on facebook and it's just a lot of fun i've tried warzone or different apex some of the other games i'm just not into them as much you know i don't know why but well, that is pretty awesome. Now, when it comes to, to your content, you know, I, I like to bring up the question, like, uh, everybody says Twitch streaming is, is for, like, young people, right? You got to mm-hmm. be real young, and <laughs> the communities are full of kids. And yeah. So how do you keep yourself, like, relevant and in the know with some of what would be the younger generation conversations or the younger speak, that kind of thing? Well, I mean, it helps that my nephew likes to be on with me a lot, so he can kind of translate what everybody's actually talking about. Um, but no, I, I just, you know, I, I just try to be myself. I don't try to be like a, a fake person getting on there with like a, a shtick, you know, whatever. I just, I have a lot of fun being myself and, and getting to know everybody and, and making friends. Um, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just a lot of fun. And, um, I think I have more fun just being myself and just getting away from reality just for an hour or two hours every night. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, it, it, there's a lot of things that I've struggled with over the last year, and, and it definitely helps keep my mind off everything. So we got a question from the audience. I'm going to plug mm-hmm. it in right here, right? And okay. It says, who is Coach Peanut's favorite team? <laughs> Well, if we're talking sports, and Grandma's Gamers is one of the ones that we love, uh, <laughs> I play with all the time. And so if we want to talk about baseball, it's the Indians, all Cleveland teams. Let's just say that. That's safe shine. The Browns, Indians, Cavaliers, you know, um, that's, that's my favorite team, favorite teams. And so well, I got another request from the audience, although somebody <laughs> oh, is, a, we have another fan out here, but I got another request. Sing right now. Now, I'm not going to tell you you have to, Coach Pina, but, I mean, do you want us to pick the song? We will pick the song for you. Oh, gosh. Then I, I would mean, might be on the spot here. I wouldn't know the song. And, it, you know, I've got to have the stuff in my background. No, I, I that's – yeah, that would all right, be very fair. good. Here's what we'll do. Uh, we will plan – Do they want me to sing? What is it? <laughs> do we will do they want me to sing? Yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah. better. You can step what? in for me. Why don't you give us 30 seconds here, Steve? Hit right. it. All right, I gotta come up with a song to sing. <laughs> oh my gosh! While Steve on. thinks of a song, Coach Peanut, we want you, uh, <laughs> we want you to prep a song for next time when you're back right. on ITL and we have you on. We'll have you go and we'll have the music ready and everything. Johnny uh, Cash, do some Johnny Cash. I can do that. 
Johnny Cash. Yeah. Johnny Cash. Coach Pino will sing Johnny Cash. <laughs> yes, that's my favorite song. Yes. Uh, yes I, I love went that song. Down, 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 <laughs> and the flames went higher. Wow. The ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, there it is. Steve Reisner hitting the first karaoke. Ashley looks like she's next. I Don't can't forget wait. to bring your boots down, Steve, when you come down to Texas. My we're boots? Getting, we're getting up on the stage and duoing, uh, doing a bar. duet. Yeah, at, at the bar. bar. <laughs> yep, that is correct. That is correct. Andrew says this is the content he's here for. I am too, Andrew. <laughs> Kenny seems to be a little out of it. But but Coach Peenan, all right, let's, yes. before I open it up to the group, and, yeah. and just so everybody knows where they can catch your content, www.twitch.tv slash forward slash coach peanut um you know uh keeping your spirits high when it comes to streaming you know what drives you when those when those viewerships are low or when you're having those struggling weeks it happens to every streamer it happens to every show period where you have yeah. a, just a lull uh what what do you do to make keep yourself motivated to keep you get, to keep your content fresh um mainly i i try to treat every stream like there's a you know a thousand viewers I, I i don't try to pay attention to the numbers i took the little thing that shows how many viewers are actually watching off of the stream because when i first started i really paid attention to that and i could tell that i wasn't really enjoying myself if it got low numbers i was just discouraged i wanted to turn the stream off you know so i, I don't pay attention to that anymore and and you know i'm, I'm very happy with the size that i am i am not saying i wouldn't love to be you know a big streamer but i'm very happy with the group that i have now you know like i play with my my good friend donnie we've coached together and you know and sarah and laura that's her mom the grandma's gamers that was on there you know we we three we, we all play together every night so i have a great time so i don't pay attention to everything now on twitch i will say compared to facebook gaming when i did try that out um, you'll you'll get the trolls a lot more on Twitch, like because people can get behind a fake name on Twitch compared to when you're on Facebook. That's your real name, so that does kind of aggravate you sometimes when people get on there and try to you know just say stupid things or or whatever. I guess the big thing now is they try to get you to say certain words so they can make it sound like you're saying something else. Like I'm not gonna mention any of those words, you know, but um, it, it it does drive me a little bit too to um, to try to to stay positive all the time and keep my daughter's memory alive by, um, because she loved watching me every night. Like we would talk while we were gaming and especially Twitch things, you know, she, she, and it's funny that you picked that song because that song ring of fire, she loved hearing me sing it. And so we actually played that at her funeral because like the week before we were singing it together. So, I mean, it, it's, um, it's a very good song and I love that song. When BCMG reached out to you and they said, you know, we want you to be a part of the stream team. We want you to join this this up and coming thing. Uh, why say yes to that? Why join the family? It's always yeah. a good question. Um, well, for one, my good friend Punishpool, you know, I talked to him a little bit first and and it just sounded like a great group of people. And I've always wanted to get involved with um, more of the sporting, not just the gaming. You know, I love gaming, but. To be able to do the, like the podcast that you talk about sports like we're doing tonight, I've just always wanted to do something like that. Now, my show, like when we did it, it's just my friends. You know, it wasn't anything <laughs> major, but it, it was just a lot of fun. So I just thought, hey, you know, give us a try. I really love sports and gaming. So this seemed like a perfect fit. Perfect. Coach Peanut, everybody in the stage questions. <laughs> 
now I'm going to open up the floor. Anybody have any questions for uh, Coach Peanut? No questions, but I'm super sad that they took away the karaoke thing. It sounds like such a fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Very excited. Coach Peanut, everybody. And we're going to move on to our NBA part of tonight. Uh, we're excited. That is brought to us by Triple Double Basketball Academy down in Harlingen, Texas. Uh, NBA playoff breakdown, definitely. But let's start off talking with Will Latham's Atlanta Hawks. That's right. Let's talk about those Hawks. What surprises you guys more from this sports scientist team? The fact that the series is tied 2-2 going into, into tonight or that Clint Capella was left off the all-defensive team? I'll start this one off with Kenny. Is that a mute? That's a mute. That is our that's first mute. mute of the night. <laughs> Kenny got Where's the line set at? Yeah, that's line a mute. is set at three and a half. Line is set at three and a half. <laughs> uh, probably that the series is tied 2-2 because Capella shouldn't be on the all-defensive team. Um, wow. I, I think for the most part, they got the all-defensive team right. Um, I mean, the series is about to be 3-2 Philly because Embiid's having himself a night tonight. But, I mean... Atlanta, they're they're further than I think a lot of people thought they were even going to be this year. So it's not really a knock on them if they lose to Philadelphia. Like we've thought all year that there's like three teams that can win the Eastern Conference and they're playing one of them right now. So right. probably the series tied 2-2 has been more surprising. That's a good take right there. A very strong take. <laughs> Steve, do you have that same take? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I think it's close, but pretty much like I'm I'm surprised the uh the Hawks have made it this far. I think I think they played uh pretty good basketball. Um, the refs haven't like completely given it to Philadelphia yet, so <laughs> but, like I mean like don't worry, Hawks fans. You probably got a Scott Foster and Tony Brothers screwdriver coming Game coming six. up now. Yeah. Yeah. Game six for sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and chime in here before I go to Ash and Coach Peanut, but I'm definitely surprised Capella was left off the All-NBA team. And, I mean, he broke out in Houston. The Houston Rockets put him in the spotlight. Second-round pick just shown. That is one. And then they you know, they trade him for Russell Westbrook's uh, situation in Houston. And and he goes to Atlanta and has just been – I mean, he was injured, but now he's come out as a dominant presence down low. Uh, I don't understand how he's not at least a third team. It's just a force down low uh, down there for Atlanta. Because um, there's no all-defensive third team? Yeah, that's the point. That's the whole point. There should be. There should be an all-defensive third team here. Uh, and Clint Capella would definitely be on it. Ash, who it's a bigger surprise for you? Well, for sure the Hawks because, um, like they said, I think comparing both teams, the, the Sixers are more dominant right now and – they're already down at the half, but since it's tied, it's just going to be a good series anyways. And if you heard that voice in the background, that is AJ. That is right. AJ is coming out for, and that's our thankful to our sponsor, Toys R Us, where you can get toys perfect for you. Coach Peanut, what about you? Um, it sounds like I'm in the minority here because I really thought Atlanta was going to take this series because Embiid was possibly not going to play, so I kind of picked them to win. Um so I'm kind of surprised that, you know, tonight's going the way it is. I'm not surprised it's two to two, but I'm more surprised at tonight's score right now. What is the score right now? Uh, 62 to 40 at the half. What the fuck? Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was surprised by a score. Sorry. <laughs> Steve has disrupted the house. Let's go ahead and disrupt people's live lives. Was Kevin Durant's game the best playoff performance in the history of the NBA in Game Five versus the Bucks? Here are some highlights of that. Kevin Durant shot seventy-five percent from the field. He played every single second of Game Five. He did not rest. He did not sit down, other than timeouts or between the switch of the quarter. Um, let's start this one off. I'll start this with you, Steve. Was this the best playoff performance ever in NBA history? It's got to be up there. I mean, I just before I can call it the best ever performance in NBA history, I'm really going to have to look back through all the playoff performances in NBA history, but this has to be up there. I was blown away when I looked at <clears> – <throat> sorry, sorry, Jesus. I was blown away when I looked at that stat line this morning. <laughs> I mean, 49 points for one of them. You had 17 rebounds. So I was like, what? And the defense That's just defense. insane. Yeah, and I mean, like someone heard the noise, you know, because everyone was shitting on him after he played horrible the game before. It's quite a way to rebound. We don't even want to talk James Harden, so we won't even go there. Um, but let uh, Kenny, you're on the. Are you in the same page? Top there, tied for first at all-time playoff performances, or uh, are we just spinning this up too much? It's probably like top five. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't call it the best ever. I mean, Magic in the '80 Finals when he played center when he's a point guard and had like yes. See, they're like, like looking back like an insane stat line in order for them to win the championship. Like, I think what takes away from it a bit is that it's the conference semis. So, like, I think that takes a little bit away from it. You could look at MJ's flu game in the finals. You could look at Iverson when he single-handedly beat Kobe and Shaq in game one of that NBA finals is another one that comes to mind because – I mean, Philly had no business winning a game in that series, given how good that Lakers team was. But AI, he had the step over on Ty Lue, one of my favorite moments all time. So, I mean, it's top five. Like, it was a phenomenal performance. Um, I was actually kind of shocked that the point line last night for him was only 35 and a half. I thought that was, like, generous, given the amount of criticism that he had going into that game. Like, I would have set that line at 40. Like, either he's going to get 40 or they're going to lose. And we ended up with 49, and it was enough for them to win. It's also an indictment on how terrible Giannis is at free throws, and if he could actually make a few here and there, then they might have actually had a chance at still winning that game if you're Milwaukee. Yeah, we did our Giannis raid last week, our little tirade last week, so uh, shout-out Chris Remick. I don't think we're going to dive down that again. Um, but I will You'd say this. I, I mean, I would. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't deserve nearly as much. Never mind. You know what? Coach Peanut was KD's. <laughs> performance up there for you it's up there i will say like you mentioned top five at least but i'm a homer so i've got to say lebron in 2016 the game seven performance he made i mean the block and everything i mean it's just that to me i don't know if that's the best over the food poisoning um michael jordan um but (laughs) um um, but i i mean lebron's performance was great and he he's always given up great playoff performances but that last night was special though that's for sure ash what about you where does it rank i feel like it's a uh, different between 
calling it like the world's greatest play or greatest game versus a really historic game. And I lean more towards a historic game because he did, um, Duran did of course break that franchise score record, um, never leaving the court. And with his 49 points and 17 rebounds, I could see why it is a top game up there, but I wouldn't say like the greatest playoff game for sure, but definitely a game to watch or a game to remember. So the Kevin Durant game to me is probably up there for top three. I wouldn't say it takes the cake at number one, which probably shocks Kenny uh, because knowing that Kevin Durant played, you know, for the UT Longhorns, he probably thinks, Oh, this guy definitely has this bias that KD Katie is is number one in my heart, yeah. so he has to be number. I mean, I get yeah, it. Yeah, but you're a Golden it. State fan, so we know you don't like it. I mean, no, you're 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 a Houston fan. I mean, so we know you don't like players. I almost play muted you, State. Steve. I almost muted. I don't you. give Ernest Sorry, enough dude, credit for how seamlessly he slips these in there because, like, he he made that like it was a valid point to the conversation. It really when was. Yeah. Reality, <laughs> randomly bringing up the fact that he went to Texas, and that's what I appreciate about Ernest. He just yeah, you will, that in. You're definitely he really welcome. Does. I will I will like to say that my mouse has officially stopped working on the computer, so I'm trying to figure out a workaround while we're talking about this, but <laughs> I'm like dying here. Anyways, so the uh it's top three for me all time. I like to uh, point out San Antonio fans. Uh Tim Duncan's near quadruple double is probably up there for me, playoff performance wise, and probably John Stockton's twenty three twenty four game, but I'm reaching a little bit at this point. I'm just going to tell you there are a lot of playoff performances, but Tim Duncan's definitely up there. That might, might, might even beat it. I might even put it at number four at this point for all you San Antonio fans out there. Anyways, let's move on. We're talking uh, some craziness with these injuries. Are Is the NBA – we talked about the NBA being, like, in, unvulnerable, right? They're, they're, not, they're not falling apart with the pandemic. This was a huge thing, a huge conversation for us. But they're not falling down for the pandemic. And so I have a question for everybody. Is the NBA finally breaking down? We see these injuries with Kawhi. CP3 now has COVID. Lots of injuries this year. LeBron says I knew it all along. But aside from that, is this is this now the NBA feeling some aftermath, some effects of COVID, and pushing two seasons so close together? Um, Ash, I'll start with you. Is this, is this just kind of the chain reaction from all this pandemic situation? Yeah, definitely. I think it should have been forecasted long ago. Um, of, of course, given the circumstances of the pandemic, nobody could really gauge the time frame, right? But I think just given the scenario of having the two seasons so close together, stating the obvious that these guys are going to be pushing to the, their limits the whole time, that's like a whole year. So I think it is sadly a time that they're going to have to reconsider something as far as their injuries. Are they going to give them some time off during the summer or what's going to happen? But yeah, I, I think they should have forecasted a little bit better for sure. Now, Kenny, I know it's to keep up with basically getting back on track for the NBA and college basketball and just everything. Was it worth it? I mean, are we basically just saying whoever is healthiest is winning a ship again? Is that what's going to happen? Well, I mean, it, Let's be clear, the NBA did it for financial purposes. I mean, there was outs outside of the financial side, there's zero reason why they should have played a 72 game schedule in a shortened year. Like 
The offseason was shortened by two months. Also, the fact that games are closer together than they ever have been as well. I mean, it was a recipe for disaster. And you see a lot of the teams that played late in the last year struggled with injuries in the regular season. Now we're starting to see it in the playoffs where guys are just getting worn out. I mean, we saw Kawhi's injury today, CP3 obviously with COVID, but he's been hurt most of the year. We saw Davis down, LeBron down. I mean, Jokic won the MVP because he was the last man standing. So I think, and they're not going to get much of an offseason if you're a star player because isn't the Olympics this summer? So guys like Tatum have already said that they want to go and play in Tokyo. So I'd be concerned next year for guys like that because they have this also sandwiched in there. So they're not going to get a ton of time off. Then the NBA is probably going to want to go back to 82 games again. I mean, I'm sure I come off sounding like a salty Lakers fan, but like, it's not just us. It's a lot of teams, like a lot of teams dealt with injuries all year. And we're seeing the teams that were the healthiest are the ones that are left minus Brooklyn. Like, Milwaukee was healthy most of the year. Phoenix was healthy. Utah was healthy. Like, it's just been who can not, who has the least amount of injuries could likely win the title this year. So, you want who, who were the I'm last, um, who were the Go last ahead. like four or six teams left? Four or six teams left in the NBA last year. They had the Lakers, the Clippers, the yeah. Nuggets, the Celtics, the Heat. So the Celtics went into the playoffs without Jalen Brown, with Kemba Walker barely able to play. That's a team that was in the conference finals. Um, you got the the Nuggets uh, who were in the Western Conference Finals going to the playoffs without Jamal Murray. Not not nearly the same team without him there. No, no disrespect to Yoch at all. The Lakers, the team that won the one. Don't have LeBron. The Clippers now don't have Kawhi. The Heat, I mean, with the Heat must have been banged up going to the playoffs, right? Or they're banged up most of the year. Yeah, banged up most of the year. No, he wasn't there last year. But I, yeah, they're they're definitely noticing the effects. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. And before I go to Coach Pino, and they don't care. A couple, two cents. You know, they the made money. Sorry for your loss, Kenny. I know, I know, the Lakers was 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 banged up anyway, so I understand <laughs> that. Um, at least you're not the Nuggets, right? You didn't get swept. Um, but, but you know, when it comes to when it comes to injuries, I, I think it all was going to catch up this year. Um, I think LeBron was right. Right? Why push the 72 game season? You could have had a 65 game season, 58 game season, could have been even a 49 game season. It would have been fine and filled up the schedule. Um, I, I I personally think this is it coming back. Uh, Kenny took my point. The Olympics and qualifiers are going to be this summer. This is not going to be a summer of rest. They're going to they're going to have to wait till next off season. You're going to have uh, playoff teams much more in worse condition than non-playoff teams next year, and we're going to have this whole situation all over again. Um, I see uh, we have a, a guest arriving with us here. <laughs> One of uh, our very own sports scientists, Dre Rogers, joining us. We're excited to have you, Dre, uh, right in for the conversation on uh, this situation with CP3 and Kawhi Leonard. Um, now, Coach Peanut, I'm going to go over to you. Is this, number one, the NBA breaking down? And also, 
How do you feel about this whole situation with CP3 now with COVID? I, I don't have a big opinion on this because um, my feeling is is injuries are something you cannot predict. And the owners didn't really, you know, th- they're wanting the money because they're all losing money, I'm sure. So they're wanting as many games as possible. And I know there was a big argument with the players and the owners. Every sport's doing that right now. Um, so as far as... I mean, they get rest days, but not enough, obviously. What is it? They play like almost every two nights now instead of yeah. used to be almost every other night. Um, I don't know if I'd blame everything on COVID because injuries happen every year. But, yeah, it, it, it seems to be hitting at the wrong time right now in the playoffs. And LeBron's right. You know, you want your big stars in the playoffs. Um, but it's next man up. I mean, there's just nothing you can do about it. You can't predict this stuff. Yeah, and, and the fact that players still took rest night is really, is really upsetting that we're still seeing breakdowns of some of these some of these great athletes. Um, let's move on and talk about one of the biggest snubs of the year, um, in my opinion. And that, that is the Rookie of the Year. The, one of the biggest snub awards <laughs> of all time happened under every – and nobody's even talking about it. It's like the, the kitchen's on fire. And nobody's even paying attention. They're just eating their chips on the sofa. I don't even know what your kind of metaphor to make on fire. I don't get it. Just yours. Jay Sean Tate is sitting at home waiting for his phone to ring for the fact that he won the Rookie of the Year award. And all of a sudden, LaMelo Ball, who did not expect to win, if you saw the video today, does because he knew Jay Sean Tate was the Rookie of the Year. He's sitting there and he's thinking, oh, my gosh, really? Oh, I won it. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. We know you didn't deserve it. It was Jay Sean Tate's award. I, I don't even know. He didn't even play a full season, LaMelo Ball. I don't even know how we're even making this legit. But I'll go ahead and give you guys a chance. Rookie of the year, did they get it right? Or was this one of the biggest snubs? I'll start with you, Kenny, because I know you have the unpopular opinion. No, he did not get snubbed. The award was correct. In fact, the, the top three was correct because it went LaMelo, then Edwards, then Halliburton. It's how it should have been. Sadiq Bay was fourth. Jay Sean Tate was further down the list, like he should have been. He had a great season for Houston. He was not the rookie of the year. LaMelo Ball was. For shame. For shame. Uh, do you believe that, Steve? Um, I believe LaMelo, when he was playing, was better, was the rookie of the year and better than all of those players. But I do like... I, I do kind of tend to agree that a player who missed like what half the season right. shouldn't really be getting the awards. Oh. But you know, he was better than them when he was playing. Coach Pete, I'm going to go to you here. Do you have some logical sense as to uh, who should have won rookie of the year? Well, he made a great point. When he was playing, he was great. I will give that. I did see some of the games, but. You've got to look at the whole year. And, I mean, to me, I, I like Sadiq Bey. I really did like him this year. Um, whether he was better overall, I, I don't know. And we'll see next year who has the better season. But I really do like him better than the ball. Of course, I, yeah. the ball. I don't it's like all the balls anyway. But <laughs> Well, Bey, Bey definitely top three candidate. Dre, who was the rookie of the year for you? I mean, usually whoever leads all rookies in scoring is the one that tends to win the rookie of the year. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, 
that that's all I have to say, man. I think most uh, most points at rookie for this this season. I'm just saying, Ash, what about you? Well, first of all, we have to remember that the NBA is a business, and um, Lamelo has seven million followers. So I'll just end it with that. Well, I do want to. I do want to say most recent endorsement. Lamelo Ball has endorsed Jayshon Tate as Rookie of the Year. But that that is amazing that he admits that hashtag. Wow, I, I completely agree. Uh, Jayshon Tate had my vote if I had a vote uh, for Rookie of the Year. Um, just another rocket getting spurned for an for an for an award here in the NBA. Well, we don't even. We don't even need to go there, I guess. Um, we won't talk about Harden's four MVPs. Let's talk about the honorable mention uh, tonight, which was the sun sweep uh, as swept under the rug as any series possibly was. I blinked and that series was over. Uh, Suns sweep the, the nuggets. Uh, anybody want to talk about this topic or should we just keep it as an honorable mention? And Kenny? Um, I mean, I, we could mention the um... – the Suns fan, yes, that the beat up fan. two Nuggets fans <laughs> at the same time, yeah, while letting them know Suns and four. Do you know that that man guy's is an American hero? He deserves our respect. You know that that man's that man's profile picture is a Rockets jersey, right? Go look it up. It's, it's, it's the absolute truth. I don't. Absolute I, don't I don't. I don't. I don't care. He put. He beat up the. And then those Nuggets fans. Did Did either of you guys? And you guys see this? The Nuggets fans, when they were leaving the stadium originally, put up their own, like, Instagram or whatever video. Like, oh, we just fucked this guy up. It's <laughs> a bad look. But that guy's then, already got then, his own T-shirts out now, too. Yeah, and the, the, then the video came out. People are interviewing him, and, like, he's, he's like, a household name now. Not to me, because I could care less about a fan yeah. one-punching other fans, but... <laughs> I mean, Phoenix outplayed him. Jokic played great in the series, just didn't have a lot of help. Yeah, Jokic played, played phenomenal. He had nothing around him. Like, and that flagrant two was soft. Chris, Chris Paul, Paul, before he got COVID, was, was playing like unreal yeah. playoff basketball, which was like crazy. Mm -hmm. he was about to, Chris one. Paul was about to meet Blake Griffin in the finals. <laughs> Flagrant one made sense on that Jokic play, but you don't throw out the MVP no. in a playoff game like that. I know well, they're down and they're probably going to get swept anyways, but I mean, that just ended the series. Like you might as well turn off the TVs. It's over and, now. And when his, and when that MVP's brothers look like roided out Russian monsters. Yeah. I wouldn't be tossing just, them. Yeah. Just, just, you <laughs> know, just let you him do what now, he wants. So that's tough. Yep. Yep, that that's definitely those Russian spies that were here. All right, so like those are on. like the goons that fought Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> like <laughs> they were the they were the uh, the pit crew for uh, the Russian in Rocky Four. That was for sure. All right, so so we move on to Century Six's segment. That's right. They present "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" on a very rare baseball night for into the lab coach peanut specialty so he is ramped up <laughs> and ready to go well let's start it off with the most important news of the day which is the houston astros getting a grand slam walk-off game yesterday that's right jose altuve led the houston astros in extra innings against the texas rangers uh <laughs> we have three three cameras off now the uh the houston astros went 
are these Astros for real again this year? Are they going to be oh, one of those gosh. ones we're talking about making that deep run? Coach Peanut, I'll start with you. Are the Astros a team that people should be fearing, even though they've had talent coming in out of the door? They are a great team, and I can't put, take anything away from them, but they're not in first. You know, you right. can't take away from I mean, Oakland's a great team, too. But um, Houston is a team that I, I worry about. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, I like that analysis. Kenny? I mean, yeah, they're not even first in the division, so I wouldn't say that everyone's, like, quaking in their boots over Houston. But I wouldn't want to see them in a playoff series no. given their experience. I think that's that's where they would truly benefit against a team like Oakland or whether it's Tampa or whoever else in the AL because they have that championship experience, asterisk, uh, then it definitely uh, is something to worry about. That's the most saltiest conversation. That's the most saltiest asterisk I've ever heard. Ash. Uh, sorry, I got to go grab my trash can. Yeah. He's entering asterisks, and I'm entering quotation marks over here, too. I know. <laughs> asterisks and quotation marks happening. I don't even know how they correlate. Which no, one's worse? Uh, just because of, like Kenny said, their experience in the playoffs. I mean, nobody really wants to see them or cares to see them there. So. Wow, that, that, that sounded bad, too. Dre, you're the Astros fan on this show right now. Are your Astros for real? <clears throat> yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're fine. They've had a lot of injuries throughout the year, and they finally have started, gotten healthy. The pitching staff is starting to get things together. The bullpen, which is usually the problem, is now, you know, having, I'm not going to say great games, but decent games. And the offense is starting to heat up, especially Altuve, which the offense runs through him all the time. So, uh, yeah, I think they're for real. And just like everybody said, uh, teams should be careful when facing the Astros. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I am also an Astros fan on this pod. So just so you guys know where my, my loyalties lie, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, if Verlander was healthy, I'd really think this Astros team is is one of the teams to fear for a deep playoff run. Uh, we'll have to see if Verlander does end up coming back. I know they ruled they ruled him out. He says he's still in, but we'll have to see how that works out. Um, I, again, I just plugged this Astros take just for fun, but the, the Astros are a fantastic team. Um, but there are there are probably twelve fantastic teams right now playing really good baseball. So we'd have to see what those matchups come out to. Uh, Steve, any opinion on the Astros? No. Okay, we'll move on from. <laughs> what happened there? Oh God! Can you really do this now? What did he have to? Anyone remember what he had to rest end of the show? Oh, Coach Pina, what's your biggest surprise in the MLB this season? Is that is what that you want me to go? One? I don't know. There he is. There he is. There he's yeah. back. Yeah. Yep. I got kicked right. off my own show, so I don't even know how that <laughs> happens. Uh, yeah. So let's go to the biggest surprise of the MLB this season. No idea. We'll start off with you, Coach Peanut. Biggest right. surprise to you in the season, MLB season this year? I'm going to pick the Minnesota Twins as being my biggest surprise, only because of how bad they are compared to what I thought we were going to get out of the Twins. You know, and and I know you know, the AL central the most, cause that's my Indians, you know, but 
I don't think anybody could have predicted how bad they're going. Twenty six and forty one. I mean, that's just no. I thought they were going to run away with the division, honestly. So. I'm completely with you. I'm going to take a different team. Going to go the opposite route. The Oakland A's. I knew they were going to be good. I knew their talent yeah. was coming up. I didn't know they were going to be this good and have streaky wins like they've had this season. Uh, I mean, matter of fact, the Oakland A's were a solid bet 18 weeks, 18 games in a row. You know, you can't really get away from being able to bet um, on the Oakland A's. It reminded me of uh, a little bit of Moneyball where I was just like, they can't lose. They're never going to lose again. So um, absolutely an Oakland A's. Uh, I mean, being a Nationals fan, you can't be that much of a fan. But Oakland A's fan to the uh, to the system. I like the system mm-hmm. they have in place. So um, very intrigued. But see if that translates to postseason wins um, like it hasn't before in the past. Uh, Dre, biggest surprise for you this MLB season? Uh, pretty simple. The Angels. I mean, you've got two MVPs on the team, plus the future MVP. Uh, and look at them, man. I mean, they're not even over 500. So, and I think they've also got a pretty decent pitching staff as well. So, uh, I don't know what's happening on that team. I, I know Trout is hurt and, and they've dealt with a few injuries, but. The Mets have been injured all season long in their first place. So that, that tells you that a good team will always be on top. I'm waiting to see if one team gets mentioned here. That's a great take, though, Dre. Ash, what about you? Biggest surprise in the MLB this season? <laughs> um, I don't know, Ernest. I can't say I, that I follow MLB to I know. I know you joked about this, but you did say having fans in the stands. So you can use that if you want. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess Hob likes the Yankees, so <laughs> they're not a surprise to anybody, though. Oh, I, thought, I thought I was going to like this guy. Oh, I, I will no, say that's this. Surreal. We that's did talk. Surreal, we yeah. did talk about it before, but I think the biggest surprise. I don't know if I want to come to Texas tents. anymore. <laughs> oh, don't be, don't be, don't be bitter, Steve. What oh, about no, you? Steve. Don't be bitter over there. What about In you, Steve? Bart. What's your biggest surprise this season? My biggest surprise this season? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, probably the Red Sox actually being a good team. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. We'll we'll let that we'll let that one slide, Steve. Um, and and let's move on to uh, another good great topic that's being spread around in baseball. Are the Tampa Bay Rays <laughs> the favorite this season to win the whole thing? I've got a percentage. I broke down remaining schedule. I've got a percentage to this question. So I'm going to see if it matches up to what Coach Peanut says. Coach Peanut, are the Rays a favorite this season? No. Absolutely um, not. Huh? If you would have asked me yesterday, I would have said maybe. But losing Tyler Glass now, no. No. I mean, that's that's huge. He's going to have Tommy John surgery, even though he's going to try to rehab. But no, he, they're, they're not going to make it very far. Coach anyway. Peanut has a solid no on that. Dre, how are you feeling about the Rays? Yo, uh, he makes a great point uh, with Glasgow's injury. But, I mean – I believe the Rays are a team that does crazy stuff, uh, especially in and, and the trade trade deadlines coming up. And I know they've got Franco there, and and but I, I think they might trade uh, maybe Brahan or something and get maybe they could get a great pitching cross uh, pitcher in return. I don't know, but the Rays always do crazy stuff, so. I don't know. I I, I think they're a solid team, and and they'll probably find a way to get back uh, a pitcher to take uh, Glasgow's uh, spot. So, yeah, I, I think they're for real. But he's hard to replace. I mean, that's... 
It is. It is. And and it brings down their win shares down by by a little bit more than 10. And so my percentage without Glass now is going to end up being uh, 46%. So Tampa Bay would not be the favorites for me um, by about 2.5% according to win-loss projections afterwards. So I'm going to I'm going to say they are not the favorites at this point. However, before the injury, yes, I had them a clear favorite at 51% overall win share. Um, so I, I would say they would be the favorites uh, before the injury. Uh, Steve or Ash, if you guys have any opinion on this, uh, give me the head nod or not, then I'll move on. Uh, <laughs> looking at the the still faces, no 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 reaction there. But this brings us to our last segment before the big parlay. That is right, Coach Peanuts. Top three surprises of the MLB season. You get another spotlight here, Coach. So okay. talk to us. What are your top three surprises for this season? Well, I've already covered Minnesota, so that's not one of them. But um, if I had to pick some surprises, I would pick uh, the amount of no-hitters we're seeing this year and almost no-hitters. Uh, it's just amazing that um, even Clayton Kershaw said it's bad for the game. You know, one of the best pitchers of all time just saying it's bad. Um, and team batting averages are in an all-time low on everybody. And, and who knows what the blame that is. I don't know. But um, that probably is one of my biggest surprises. Or Vladimir Guerrero challenging for the Triple Crown. I mean, I, obviously you knew he's going to be good, but going for the triple crown, he's almost got it right now. Um, and Jacob deGrom's historic season that he's having, which sucks that he might be injured tonight. He went out after three innings, but he's got more runs batted in as a pitcher than earned runs that he's given up all year long. I mean, it's it's insane what he's doing. Um, or Nick Castellanos leading the league in batting average, American League and National League. That's probably the biggest surprises, I'd say. Yeah, those are all great. I know those were brief rundowns. Let's go back to the pitcher, though, because I forgot the name and you brought it up again. Um, so talk to us a little bit about why that's so amazing, because that that to me, the stats by themselves are un- unbelievable. Oh, Jacob deGrom? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just insane. He's got like a 0.5 something ERA. I mean, he actually gave up one run in three innings tonight, so that's going to raise his ERA. Um, <laughs> so um, it's just insane that the amount of runs he's not giving up and, and he's actually doing great hitting and pitchers don't do good hitting, you know, I mean, it's just not something they do. So, um, I think they said over the next 19 starts, if he makes them, which who knows what the injury is tonight, um, he can actually give up one run per game and still beat the all time earned run record. So that's absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't watched Jacob deGrom highlights, I've seen highlights just because I'm all sports everywhere. So they just pop up, but Go look it up, YouTube. Go look at the phenomenal stats and go see what they're in comparison to. They really are historic. You, you really get these once in once in a mm-hmm. decade, once in an era type numbers. And so go look yeah. those up. It's pretty amazing. You know, I want to say thank you again to Coach Peanut. But before we let you go, Coach Peanut, you do your sign-off for everybody. We are going to go into the ITL parlay, the Big Thursday parlay. That's right. If you don't have your pick on this show, go grab one. We talked about it before. We are start off with Kenny Cotterell's pick at shooters underscore pod. He could not finish off tonight's episode, but thank you, Kenny, for joining us. Kenny's pick, I lost because I, I got kicked out. Does anybody have that pick from the private chat so you can read it out loud? Uh, Is that the one that says Romello Luca? R- I, I can't even I can't pronounce it. <laughs> oh, no. Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. I really don't even know who that is. I'm sorry. Lukiku. Kenny, if you're watching, is that the new Disney show, Loki or whatever? Is oh that man, Loki, Loki, yeah. What's the first Luke Skywalker? Name? Something, yeah. Romello. 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 
Romalu. O R O M E L U L U K A K U. Romelu Lukakis. So Romelu Lukaku is going Romelu to be Lukakis. is going to be the the uh, the pick for Kenny, and it's for him to score a to, goal, I believe, right? Yes, to score a goal at plus one thirty one. Score a goal at plus one thirty one. So whatever that name is, go find it, add it to your parlay ticket. That's number one, Coach Peanut. Who's number two? I've never done this before, so um, I, I really don't know what you want me to do. I don't know. I just need I, you to give me a winner of any game tomorrow. Okay. Uh, the Indians over the Orioles. How about that? Indians money line is what he is going with, <laughs> so add that to your parlay ticket. Indians money line is going number two. Dre, what's your pick? <clears throat> I'll stay with the, with the Euro picks. Uh, Italy will become the first team in history to win three games in a row by three or more goals. Oh, wow. Italy wins three games in a row with three or more goals. Well, they already won two in a row, so now we want one to go. So Italy will win their next game uh, by three or more. So you're saying take the over three goals, or you're taking take the spread of three goals in their next game, correct? Wow. Okay. Uh, Ashley, what's your pick? I'm going to go with the Bucks tomorrow to win tomorrow. Ashley is taking the Bucks money line tomorrow. Ash, don't be that pick. I feel like the Nets are going to finish that series off. I'm going to put it on there, though. Ashton's going oh, with the well, Bucks. That screws up my pick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. A challenge? Well, I had the Nets to win because I think the fix is in. Even if even if Durant doesn't show up tonight, the NBA will make sure make sure he wins because he gave them one good show. <laughs> well, you can pick another NBA game, Steve, if you want. There's literally one NBA game tomorrow. I'll pick a Friday game then. You told me tomorrow. Hawks and Sixers or Clippers and Jazz. Hawks and Sixers, Clippers and Jazz. Uh, I'm going to take the Jazz. All right. Steve says the Jazz. Do the Jazz win tonight, Steve? They're not on tonight. Are they? Pretty sure they're on. Yeah, they play next. Oh. Yeah, yeah sure. Play. I'll take the Jazz tonight. There's no Kawhi Leonard. That series is over. They start right. in 15 minutes. I don't think the, 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 the Clippers going to win a game without Kawhi. I'll take I'll take the Sixers to win Friday as well. That gives us two NBA picks for Friday. I'm taking Sixers to finish off that series as well. Um, so so here is our parlay breakdown, and I think I got everybody. We have Romelo Lukakis scoring a goal plus 131. Then you have the Indians money line for tomorrow's game. Italy winning by more than three goals is Dre's pick. We have the Bucks money line, Jazz money line, and Sixers money line for our NBA. We will post out tomorrow morning what that parlay ticket looks like. But if I had to take a guess, it's probably like plus 31. So you put five bucks on that, win 150. I'm telling you right now, guys, this looks like a solid ticket, although I'm very sketchy on that Bucks pick. But who knows? <laughs> Ash has Ash has, has beaten all of us before in picks. So we I'll keep my mouth shut on that. Uh, let's go back to, to our goodbyes here. And Coach Peanut, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, everything is Coach Peanut. You can go to Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, TikTok. It's all Coach Peanut. It's real easy to find. 
Beautiful. That's Ooh. right. www.twitch.tv forward slash Coach Peanut. We're so thankful to have you on tonight. You were you. awesome. Ash, talk to the people where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at SweetPeach4 underscore for all things random. <laughs> all things random. I love it. Uh, Steve, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Raja underscore Steven. Uh, check me out uh, Sunday afternoons, um, usually at 1 Eastern time, but times to be determined. Uh, Sundays with the general. Uh, just talking about whatever the fuck I feel like talking about. <laughs> Keeping it real. I love it. Dre Rogers, what about you? You can uh, follow all my Indonesian adventures on Instagram. <laughs> Ernest's favorite account. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't get enough. At Dre2125. <laughs> oh, I even have the number wrong. It's 20, I have 2124. We'll go with 2125. Uh, you can find me at the Sport Gene. I'm your favorite host, Ernest Silva. Excited to bring you guys next week birthday episode. Next week we're excited. <laughs> NBA draft lottery. The Rockets are going to grab that number one pick for my birthday. I'm excited, um, and we will announce more details on the big BCMG Expo down in South Padre Island, Texas. And before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you guys so much for being a part of our show tonight, listening, our viewership. Um, even though we're not talking football, we're still getting a little over 600 downloads. We appreciate you guys so much for being supporters of the show um, and thousands of views to all of you. Thank you so much. Ash, tell us where this episode and who brought us, who brought this episode to us. By our favorite Taquitos Express down in the beautiful Brownsville, Texas. Visit them for all you can eat. $7.99 tacos. Can't wait to be there in August. Yeah, we definitely can't wait. Taquito Express, the bar. We appreciate you guys hosting us in our Vinny BCMG Expo. See you guys next Tuesday. We have tons of giveaways coming out, including a lot of trivia sessions. So we'll see you guys soon. Have a great night, everybody. Too. Thanks. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.